The only one who aged like very well was Harrison Ford. He is the only one who aged well. Her mouth doesn't. Why are we? Don't talk about it now, guys. We got a podcast we're going to be reviewing for in about 10 minutes. Good people who have traveled from villages near and far. Lend me your ears. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? What's up, Miss Tasty? What's up, what's up? Hi there, nice to see you. Bumblebee Tuna? Bumblebee Tuna! Hello, S-Man Tooth. Hello, Evening News Team. You are now listening to another edition of the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. Welcome to the Goody Room. But their ability to open is f***ing heroic. And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. What are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can. Thank you for listening, everybody. This is uh, another edition of Nothing But Real Reviews and More, and I am your host, Mike Lucas. We appreciate you guys joining us and rejoining us. Uh, we just had a two-week break over the holidays, so glad to have you back. Um, joining me, as always, is my people. Steve Rushlaw, say hi. How you doing? Aaron Cronigan. Hello. Brent Fruget. What's up? Matt McNeil. Hello. Oh, sorry. You're in my mic. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever had to share a microphone. <laughs> he thought he was, was going like, in for a kiss. Yeah, well, I got, it was just like right in my ear, and I was like, uh. Oh. Um, and new to the group, uh, Shane Cronican, say hello to the people. How's it going? Nice to be here. Oh, hi. How are you? It was like SpongeBob. It's, it's not it's nice. It's a pleasure. Anyway, uh, so we, we, we're going to have uh, two new reviewers, uh, actually, from here on forward, but my brother, uh, John Lucas, uh, is new to the city, I guess, again. He, he moved back um, and just has a lot to work to do, I guess, for this upcoming week, so he can't be here. So uh, we're actually uh, a couple of news uh, that we need to get to as far as the state of the podcast goes. From here on forward, we are going to be releasing two shows every week. Uh, we're just going to split into two groups, uh, just kind of work through it, I guess. I mean, it's it's kind of flying by the seat of our pants if you guys would like to say the same thing, you know if what I mean? If they've ever listened to the show, they know. Yeah, oh, well. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they know. Uh, but, yeah, so we're excited. We're moving forward. Um, and big shout-out to our two Finnish uh, listeners. So just thanks for being, uh, you know, listening over in uh, Canada. Wow. <laughs> That's a little harsh, Mike. What? What do you mean? Canada, Mike? Well, you, you know, it's like... I'm not a geography wizard. I was going to say geology, but I just <laughs> <laughs> thought that would be a little too much. Anyway, so we got a great show for you guys. Uh, we're going to get into uh, DVDs coming out this week, as well as movies going into theaters, as well as our gem of the week, followed by the hotly waited, hotly waited? I don't know hotly if that's highly anticipated. Oh, the hotly awaited. Okay. Hotly awaited. Hotly awaited. Hashtag even, hotly waited. Get it trending. <laughs> not even awaited. Just yeah. waited. You guys, you know, I had to mess up at some point this year. I just, you know, might as well get it out right as, you know. First one. First one, yeah. Not even two minutes in. Not, well, <laughs> you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so the hotly awaited uh, review of the newest Star Wars movie, The Force Awakens. So. To begin, let's get into DVDs coming out this week. Coming soon to own on video and DVD. All right, we've got a lot coming out this week. Uh, after the holidays, they've got a lot of, at least if you haven't heard of them, you've heard of some of the people in these movies. We've got a movie called Ashby, starring Mickey Rourke. 
So there's a memorable name. Uh, movie. He's still alive. He he is still alive. He's like full of Botox. He's still kicking. Uh, a movie called Captive. David Ayoloa. Alo Alo Just like six consonants yeah. together. What is that? David, if you're listening, we apologize. I. Doubt he's listening. And an easier name, Kate Mara, in nope. Captive. Uh, Green Inferno, I think that's one of those uh, awful <clears throat> hacker slasher films. Yeah. Uh, Hell and Back, starring Mila Kunis and TJ Miller. Sounds I think that's awful. the guy from the uh, Big Hero 6 movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, he plays the fire guy. I've never seen Big Hero 6. Oh, I will be honest. Big, uh, Anyways. Uh, Infinitely Polar Bear, starring Mark Ruffalo and Zoe Saldana. Joe Dirt 2, starring David Spade. Uh, that was awful. I watched it on Crackle. Oh, that... Ooh. It was I, on Crackle first. It was awful. Yeah, I, I was like... made a second one. I was like... Yeah, it's really bad. Brent watched this already. How is it coming? Because I thought it was theaters. No, they... And I was like, what? Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> I think last week we had... This is odd. Maybe John Cusack signed a, a deal for a Chinese studio. He's in a movie called Shanghai. With a, a guy named Gong Li. <laughs> so, I don't know. John Cusack's cashing in on the Chinese. Maybe it's a reboot. Shanghai Noon. I'm huge in Japan. Anyways, <laughs> you guys are awful. Uh, okay, so into the good stuff. <laughs> Sicario, starring Emily Blunt and Benicio Del Toro. That's a movie directed by the guy that did Prisoners. So that's one I definitely want to see. Uh, another one... By the great M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. Get out of here right <laughs> now. You're fired. Oh. Don't, don't. Call the visit. Don't. I, oh. I'll tell you one, I guess, spoiler. Uh, an old man shoves poop on a little oh. kid's face. I'm not. That's not a lie or a joke. That's a real thing that happened. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, logical disciplinary tactic. Is it? <laughs> yeah. You ever hear, bad am I going to have to rub your face in it? Yeah. Am I going to have to rub it on it's your face? It works with dogs. Or Why wouldn't it work with little kids? <laughs> it's bad. Don't, don't watch it. Well, uh, I didn't want to see it until you said that. Right. So. Well, okay, then that watch one it. one thing is, is what's going to make Brent see this movie. Then watch mm-hmm. it. Okay, so continuing, we've got The Visit from the Night Shyamalan. Then we've got The Walk with Joseph Gordon-Levitt about the uh, high wire crossing of the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. Learning how to walk. Yep. Learning how to... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> is, is anybody... Okay, we're, we're splitting into two podcasts. If anybody doesn't want to be involved with the one with Mike, <laughs> go ahead and say no. <laughs> you know what, like... They probably just listen specifically for these stupid jokes. Oh, you know. No. <laughs> I've, I've talked to a couple of people that have listened as I haven't been participating. No. 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 <laughs> just just no. no. All right. Okay, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt in that one. Then we've got Sleeping with Other People starring Jason Sudeikis. <coughs> so that's another name. Uh, <laughs> that is a name. It's a name. Right. That's a that name. is a name, indeed. Another big name. Somebody that's recognizable. Then True Detective, the second season. Uh, Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, etc. And then one I am interested in. I don't know if it's going to be any good. We did a review of the movie Mud. And the kid from Mud is in a movie called Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse that looks interesting. Dumb. I saw previews for that. It looked like Discount Zombieland, but yes. 
I'll probably end up. I'm seeing gonna it. see it just because it, it interests me with the trailer. I don't like. I said it's probably not very good. Well, but. I enjoyed Zombieland. So if it's discount Zombieland, like <laughs> clearance isn't ever bad. <laughs> Listen, right. if you want discount Zombieland, I have a zombie movie with uh, Dean Kane. Not oh, not God. James, oh, God, no. but Dean Kane. Brent, watch it with me. No, it's horrible. <laughs> I think we watched about half of it. And I'm like, we have to turn uh, this off. And also, like, it's not on that list. Uh, I think oh, you've mentioned Scott yeah. Atkins on here before. We've mentioned him before. Uh, Close Range is coming out Didn't with the uh, same director. It's coming out on DVD now. Yeah, I thought. No, it was it was released into. Nah. Oh, okay. It oh, was, that was on yeah. one of our uh, um, coming to theater. Yeah, yeah, so. If if it makes you more interested, it's the same director as Ninja Two: Ooh. Shadow of a Tear. I don't think anyone <laughs> is interested. <laughs> Why did you say that with like such happiness? Because it's Shane. Ninja 2. It's Scott Adkins. Am I going to, like, do I have to see the first ninja to we understand also, the second Scott ninja? Scott Adkins, you might know him as uh, Should Have Been Batman. Some people call him that. I, I've never heard that. No, no. one. No one. Okay. Nobody's ever heard of Scott Adkins. Let's be we, honest. We really do need that sounder where it's, <laughs> why yeah. the fuck is Shane here? Yeah. We need Christian Bale's rant. Why the yeah. F is oh. Shane <laughs> Okay, so that's your Best DVD wrap-up. Let's <laughs> move on to Brent with our Coming to Theaters. Coming soon to theaters. So apparently there was a million movies coming out on DVD, but there's only three movies coming out to theater. We have Diablo, which I have never heard of. It's got Scott Eastwood. Is that by chance based on the PC game Diablo? I don't know. Because I if it is, I would totally see it. I just have the name I, of the movie. I think it's a western, isn't it? It looks. It's got Clint Eastwood's son and Walton Goggins. That could be pretty good. Um, it is a action adventure thriller. That's what it says. Young Civil War vet, though, so it's oh. western. Who was the uh, yeah. second guy you said there? I never heard of him. He's the bad guy in Justified. He was in oh, the shit. Yeah. You know him. Yeah. You know him if you see him. Uh, there's also The Forest coming out with a bunch of people I don't know. The girl from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, the uh, redhead. Sansa. Oh. No, 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 no. The, 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 oh, the Marjorie Ty- Tyrell. Tyrell. Yeah, Marjorie Tyrell. Tyrell. Oh, oh the hottest one in the show. Uh, if you insist. Uh. <laughs> Do I, ju- I just must have bad taste in women? I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think she's pretty attractive. I don't say. It, I wouldn't say she's the hottest you. one in the show. Well, she's in. I don't. And this is not uh, the topic. The, the chick, anyway. The chick who plays Daenerys easily. No. Really, Clark. And the last one is The Reverend with some guy named Leonardo DiCaprio. Rev- First of all, it's The Revenant. <laughs> I thought he said, the, said The Reverend. The Reverend. <laughs> did I, say, I didn't say The Reverend. <laughs> so you the said reverent. like The Reverend. Did I? Okay, well, whatever. It has some guy named Leonardo DiCaprio. If in this one, Leo him. plays a uh, preacher yeah, yeah. He from plays, the 1930s. He plays Leo. Like he does in every movie he's in. He plays Leo again. Uh, Tom Hardy's amazing in it, though. If nothing else, see it for that. Yeah, He's, one, he, the best somehow Shane's alike. seen it. It's not even in theaters. <laughs> yeah, so. no, what happened? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have my ways. Sneak peek. Yeah, I have. My yeah, ways. And great. That's that's all that's coming out to theaters. Mm. All right, I'm excited about the Revenant. That looks like a good one. They, we said they pushed it back about two weeks from. Well, they was, didn't want to compete with Star it, Wars. It is a, the the bear attack scene in the trailer is is even beyond how great it looks in the trailer. Really, so great. Probably like the if I had to pick an individual scene of this year, that scene. Really? So like just like that beats out Mad that. Max and everything. Well, I mean, well, for this, this year scene, yeah. we're only on the third day of the year, Shane. It came Ooh. out. It, it, well, I saw it in 2015. So get out of here. Anyway, <laughs> gosh. 
Um, speaking of Star Wars, I saw a stat today that is um, on track to beat Avatar as the most grossing movie of all time. I well, s- Avatar s- was poop. horrible. Well, yeah, but it just it made a lot of money. I am so glad that I'm not the only one who thought that. Like, everybody was all on board the Avatar hype train. Like, oh, it's such a good movie. And I was sitting here going, no, this movie was garbage. So it makes me happy that everybody at this table I think we're actually me. all in agreement on that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now that we've made McNeil happy, let's ruin his day by being extremely Ooh. judgmental of Star Wars. Well, not yet. <laughs> but first. Dang. But first, we have a gem to get to. Steve. But wait, you there's had the, more. Yeah, You had the gem this week. What was it? All right, so the gem I picked this week was, it's a movie from 2013. It is the movie Snowpiercer. Uh, I was just looking, um, I was just, like, scrolling through Netflix to see like for my pick next week, and I cr- scrolled across it, and I was like, that might be a fun movie to watch. That's, uh, the, that's the one with Chris Evans. Yeah, it? it has Chris Evans, uh, Jamie Bell, and Ed Harris in it. And um, I had seen it a while ago, so I checked it back out this week, or checked it out this week, and uh, it's a really good movie. Um so what happens is they there's like a climate change experiment that goes wrong and it like freezes over the world and the guy makes a train and it's kind of about how the lower class um, works with the the high class in the movie and then it's kind of how the lower class fights their way up to the front of the train to kind of change their life around. To, to throw mama from it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it sounds... Ins- uh, fun is the perfect word to describe it. It sounds like an insane, weird sci-fi B movie, but it's great. Well, that's exactly movie. what it is. It, yeah, it but is. it's so much more than just like a sci-fi channel movie. Right, but it don't take it too seriously. If you look too much into it, it it falls it apart. But it flaws, it is fun. It is great. And Watch Ed it. Harris shows up for about twenty minutes and just chews scenery like nobody else but Ed Harris can. Fun fact. Uh, Snowpiercer has a 95% certified fresh rating with critics, but only 72% of the audience liked it. So yeah, I, l- I loved this movie. That's interesting, because usually it's the audience loves it, but the yeah. critics hate it. So that's 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 very interesting. I'll probably watch it, because I was looking for something to watch. Watch it, if, if nothing else, for uh, the rare case of originality that, that you don't get much these days. Snowpiercer's okay. different. It's original. It's new. Just the story, or like the it's kind of, it's a it's got a good drama to it, but it also has some uh, pretty good action scenes in it. Really, it's it's uh, it's hard to explain. What it's not an action, it's not drama. It's it's just different. All right, I guess it was, will... I think wasn't it a big name director? You've got it up, don't you? Can you check the director? See what else he's done. I believe the reason I it got have, fame initially was because of the director. I have no idea. I, I, I might be mistaken, but I think it's based off a comic. Like, oh, he directed The Host. You've seen that, McNeil, haven't you? The Host? Uh, yeah, I have. Yes. The Yeah, he that's the guy that directed that one. Jun Hobong. Why is that funny? <laughs> it's just like a... It just sounds like something you'd smoke some illicit substances out of because it's got the word bong in it. As Bong Jun Ho. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was way funnier than it was, I guess. Anyway, anyone anyone else want to add to uh, Snowpiercer as a gem of the week? No, it's a good pick. I think you should check it out. All right. I wanted to go back and talk about our previous gem of the yes. week, which was Brent's, which I believe it was um, ah Back in Time, I believe mm-hmm. it was called. Yeah, I have not watched it yet, but you guys have, right? 
Yeah, uh, Steve and I sat down together to watch it, I think the day after we did the podcast, mm-hmm. so it's been a while, but it's definitely worth watching. I'm not a huge fan of Back to the Future, but it's not about the movies Back to the Future. It's like Brent said, it's about the effect the movie had and basically this cult following around this story and around the, the car specifically and what it's done for people. So, Yeah, it was very interesting to see how this movie has uh, affected so many people and just the car itself has bought hysteria to many people. And I, the only thing I would say bad about it is they didn't have a lot of Michael J. Fox in it. And every time he's on screen, it's fantastic. Yeah, no, he's hilarious. My, he he did really make a lot of great things for that documentary, but there obviously were reasons yeah, they, didn't they didn't have didn't a lot make of it him. About that, yeah, well, not only that, but with his illness, it was hard. You could tell it was hard for him the, to talk the, sometimes. And the one scene they ask him uh, where he would go or what time he would go to if he could travel in time, and then as they're doing the interview, this. They're doing it at his house, so his car alarm starts going out, uh, going off out front. So he kind of looks around, thinking it's a mistake, and he goes, "Well, I think maybe I'd just go before a time when they had car alarms." <laughs> wow! I saw a video of uh, they brought uh, Michael J. Fox a pair of the self-tying sneakers because Nike actually made them. Oh, yeah. yeah, they showed that on there. Did they? Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if that had to tie in with it, but it was, those are cool, and that's <laughs> cool to see him actually get a pair. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get a pair. <laughs> Well, like Shut grow up, a pair, what? like <laughs> if anybody's wondering, Shane is twelve years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not literally, but state of mind, absolutely. They thought it too. No one did. <laughs> no one did. We've had we've killed so much time already. Uh, all right, so that brings us to. <laughs> oh, that's like the beginning of the Star Wars trumpet sound, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe I'll just edit that in. Maybe I won't. Anyway, uh, Star Wars episode VII, mm-hmm. The Force Correct. Awakens. Did you have to look at your notes to know what number it was? Yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> no, I didn't. He couldn't decipher those Roman numerals. I was. It was like a self-debate if, if I was going to say VII or seven. And, and he went with the awful joke like he always does. Why well, not? You know, <laughs> VII. Also, you ignored the m- more awful joke when he said "awakens." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a joke because it means nothing. That's nope. not a thing just at all. The word. That's a joke. That's <laughs> not a joke. Oh, uh, I just want to say, uh, first of all, so those who you have listened or are, have listened are listening. <laughs> There are going to be spoilers, so... Big time spoiler alert. Like Jar Jar Binks spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up, Shane. But no, for real, no. Evil Sith Lord? The the movie's been out for three weeks now. If you haven't seen it, it's on you. Or just go see it and come back and listen. Yeah. If you don't don't want the movie, the one person who hasn't seen it yet, if you don't want the movie spoiled for you, go watch it, then come back. Otherwise, we're going to get... We're going to spoil everything. Yeah. So... Use this more as an analysis piece to help you analyze the movie instead of why you should see it. Because you should see it. I think I that's it's worth a watch. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, to begin, McNeil, you picked this movie. Why? Because it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's easily question. the... Well, <laughs> it, that's the response easy, I knew I was going to get. Easily yeah, the, okay. the biggest movie of 2015. Everybody was talking about it, so I feel that we should just jump on the bandwagon and review this movie as well. Also, I love Star Wars. Star Wars was a huge part of my life growing up as a kid. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's why I picked it. 
All right. So the movie is directed by J.J. Abrams, uh, and it stars a bunch of, I guess, no names. I mean, is that fair to say? I mean, it, yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. And that was intentional. I did read that that was intentional because the original Star Wars, he essentially went out and picked mm-hmm. no name actors and as the foundation of the story. So he wanted to kind of go back to the roots there. And I did like that about it is the, that the only recognizable characters are those from the previous trilogy. Yeah. Um, so the the movie stars John Boyega as Finn, Oscar Isaac as Poe, Adam Driver as the emo Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford reprises his role as the Hans Olo. Uh, Carrie Fisher as, on my cheat sheet here, it says as duh. So I don't know who Duh is. Uh, that would be Leia Organa. Mm-hmm. Duh. Mark <laughs> Hamill. <laughs> Mark Hamill as Duh as well. Maybe, maybe it's like a split character. I haven't quite figured that part out yet. Um, Daisy Ridley as Rey. Andy Serkis as Supreme Leader Snoke. And Lupita Nyong'o as Maz Kanata. Who, Maz Kanata is not even a, a big It's a vital role in the movie, but it's not a big role. Well, I mean, for this first one, not she might come back for the next one. I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really know with Star Wars sometimes. Yeah. So the movie picks up what? Does it say? Um, but 30, 30, years. 30, years. 30 years. Okay. I wasn't sure. Um, I didn't read the cheat sheet in front of me. Apparently didn't see the movie. <laughs> Does it say? Yeah, yeah. right at the beginning. That's right, the first uh, word. Yeah, you know that text that scrolls from bottom to top? The f- first words are Luke Skywalker is missing. When? Whoa. Luke Skywalker <laughs> has vanished. Uh, um, yeah, that's what I said. It's missing. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> anyway. So it's 30 years after. Um, you know, I'll just read it. I'll just read it I'm, instead of trying to do it. 30 years after the defeat of Darth Vader and the Empire, Rey, a scavenger from the planet Jakku, finds a BB-8 droid that knows the whereabouts of the long-lost Luke Skywalker. Rey, as well as a rogue stormtrooper, and two smugglers are thrown into the middle of battle between the Resistance and the daunting legions of the First Order. So, give me your first thought on the movie. Well, uh, okay, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, McNeil, give us your, you've seen it so many times, give us your initial fanboy thoughts, but then give this, us is, a this is a movie review. You have to be a critic. Tell us your thoughts. So, my, I've seen this movie three times. Uh, my initial fanboy reaction was, this is the greatest thing, greatest moment of my life. Oh, I thought it was something along the lines of, (laughs) (laughs) no, that didn't happen. Um, and then my subsequent two, uh, viewings, uh, critically, I, I still loved the movie. Um, and I'm going to end it there for now. I want to get everybody else's opinion so I know who to fight. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I like the movie, but like. We'll get into there's there's problems that I had and we'll get into it, but overall it was a good movie that I liked. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm same here. I'm pretty much on the same lines as McNeil. It, it was, I loved it a lot. It did have faults like any movie does. I think there were reasons for those faults. Um, some of them could have been different, but I I, I don't. You never know if if they change some stuff. Does it take away from the the parts that were great, uh, like I said, we we can get into that later. But yeah, flawed but still great movie. I am not much of a Star Wars fan, so I went into this with an open mind, trying to traitor. No, I just <laughs> and it's something about it just doesn't really interest me a whole lot. But there are some I think major flaws. It's definitely a fun 
summer blockbuster popcorn movie you have to see it in theaters to really enjoy it i think but there were some big time flaws with this movie two words not as good as everyone made it out to be my god with these jokes they're so bad (laughs) um i would have to say i'm with aaron not being a really big star wars fan i've seen all of them i do like star wars but i will say it was a good movie but like you said it had its flaws and Mike, stop making terrible jokes. <laughs> oh, you're so good. They, they are falling flat. They're not falling flat. I get laughs. They always fall fun. flat. Anyway, go. We're going to mash up your terrible jokes and release it as <laughs> Hitchhiker's Guide to... You guys don't know how to do any of this. You can't mash up potatoes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh, you guys. That was not funny. Okay. Moving on. I think we let McNeil start this. Is yeah. That how yeah. We... So, so uh, <laughs> 30 minutes. We'll give you 30 minutes. <laughs> you have 30 minutes on the clock. Okay, look. Yes, this movie did have problems. Every movie has problems. Um, but I understand why there were problems. J.J. Uh, Abrams, there was so much pressure on J.J. Abrams for this movie because of the disaster that George Lucas turned the, the franchise into with the prequels. Uh, everybody was expecting something amazing, and J.J., I feel he delivered. He was trying to fit 30 years' worth of history into this movie, so it the movie moves along at breakneck speed, um, and that's where I think some of the flaws lie, is because the movie just moves so fast. Uh, there are a few scenes that I wish could have been dwelled on a little bit longer, and some scenes that could have been shortened to make room for those scenes where I wish that they would or have spent more time. Removed. Or completely removed. I, I know one, one few that one you're scene, about. One scene in particular with the Rathtars, uh, where they they meet uh, Han and Chewie, and they're on this big freighter, and they're smuggling these monsters to some guy, and then we have like a five-minute comedy action sequence where the monsters escape, and they chase people around the ship. Before they, uh, before everybody escapes, and I think that scene could have been either shortened or cut completely to let us dwell on some more important scenes. Well, and I was thinking about that one more because that's one scene I hated, absolutely hated. And I think the reason maybe that they did that is because they're introducing a new generation of fans to these characters. Some of these people that have seen Star Wars probably have never seen Han Solo. So they use this Hans Olo. Hans Olo. Oh my gosh, Mike. Hans Solo. So they're using this 10-minute scene to essentially sum up Hans Solo's character. He is a smuggler who <coughs> makes bad decisions, who is in debt to two, two people and owes money everywhere and lucks out of the situations. And they bring that up again later. So that's what it is, is a 10-minute scene summing up the character of Hans Solo. But we don't need that. It's not necessary. Let the rest of the movie show you who Han Solo is. That, sorry, Matt. That, that's exactly most of the complaints about this movie, and I'm sure they will be from you guys as well, are about the story. And that's exactly what I meant by there are reasons for the deficiencies. This this movie was not about story. It was about the characters but sending even- off the old, introducing the new, and having to craft the stories around those characters, there's no way to... If if you have a 
a convoluted plot starting this whole new trilogy as well as sending off the old characters as well as trying to get to know all the new ones. Then you have Spider-Man 3 with 8,000 characters nobody cares about and a story that's lacking. Or even worse, the Star Wars prequels. Exactly. That it, it's Well, if you're saying it's about the characters, I don't think a lot of them were developed well enough to have a movie about the characters. Yeah, I I think aside from characters aside or the characters aside, I think the biggest flaw is that it a moves too fast and it's too much like number four. It's not too much like it is number four. episode four. Yes, it's definitely they there are a lot of elements that are similar to a New Hope, um, but they keep they do enough differently that it doesn't feel like a complete retread and JJ Abrams it was kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't situation because if if you make the this is the movie that had to be made and if you make this movie then you're going to get people to go oh it's just episode 4 again but if you do something different then people are going to be like oh it's not Star Wars this isn't what we came to see here's your difference between 4 and 7 it's bigger and that you was, all get that. That was but, what was comedic. They, they were they were self aware so enough to dumb. address it. No, and they even pulled it up on the hologram. This is the Death Star. And then they pull up the bigger planet killer, whatever the heck it's called. Like, star killer base. Here's the Star Killer. And then <laughs> you just half expected them to have this cheesy music go bum bum bum. <laughs> like, well, come but on. Uh, but 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 the thing about the thing about Star Killer Base is that it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a plot point. It wasn't, this is what we have to go do to win the movie. That's what episode four was. Starkiller Base was a set piece for the final confrontation between Rey and Kylo Ren. And that, I think, worked very well. Yeah, again, it's something necessary. They, I I completely agree with you. That the, I hated the story or the lack of story. They had 30 years to think about what could we do when we make a seventh one. And they made... It's bigger. If you're building for a confrontation between Rey and Kylo, which absolutely makes sense and what is what needed to happen, you don't need the whole enemy Starkiller base just like number four. It yeah. can be a different set piece. It can be a different scenario. It can be a different sequence of events to lead to the same thing. Yes, but having that similarity like on the poster when you saw it and everybody was like oh that looks like a new death star that got the older star wars fans excited because that's what they remember okay, okay, you got to so remember this movie is trying to appeal to everybody to new people to oh, yeah and it's it is like, yeah mike's giving the johnny manzel money thing yep. that's exactly what it is disney's making money and they had to and i understand you have to appease the older generation that's seen four five and six the original they have to appease to the people that maybe came in, came on board during one, two, and three, and they're picking up a new base of fans. So you're trying to appease everybody, but in my opinion, it didn't work. There's too much crammed into two hours. None of it is really anything you care about. It felt like a series of moments for Star Wars fans to elbow each other in the the theater and say, "Oh, look what they did! Remember that?" Well, that is 100% what George Lucas did in the prequels. That was just entirely fan service. And while this movie did have fan service in it, it wasn't overboard like the prequels was. I feel like the, they told the story that they needed to tell. They introduced a lot of cool new characters. Um, a lot of them are already more developed as characters than anybody we met in episode four, uh, if, if you're going to call this a retread. Um, and... Every like acting wise, everybody was on point. I like Harrison Ford crushed it in this movie. He oh, he cared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harrison Ford cared again for the first time in like 
20 yeah, he years. He turned back from a grizzly bear that he is in every other movie since how long into a Harrison Ford. He acted again. Yeah, like the everybody was so worried because they all saw Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, oh. and they thought that's a, that's what we were going to get in Episode 7. Part time. You that's, what, that's what, but we didn't get that. We got Harrison Ford, I would say, at his best. Just crush everybody crushed it in this movie. John Boyega was hilarious. Uh, Ray was fantastic, or not Ray, but Daisy Ridley was fantastic. Uh, that was the one thing I like the idea of having a strong female character as the lead because then, I mean, you've got movies with iconic female characters like Alien, where you have a female that's not just thrown into the movie to make dumb decisions and move the plot forward, a female that's capable of handling herself and somebody that you can relate to is a great idea, and I loved her as that role. I don't know if I liked Finn necessarily, even as a character or even part of but the movie. But Finn, did you, how do you, that's, my point is there's no characters that either A, you didn't like, or B, even if you don't necessarily like them, you were extremely interested in them. Kylo Ren was kind of a weirdo that you didn't really like him but he was the most interesting character the most interesting new character in this movie i do not think so i think finn is by far the most interesting character because he's a, he, he is a stormtrooper well but he's yeah, a no, good no, 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 that's no, 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 what no, no. he's a plot device well yes no he's that's the one that knows all the secrets of the enemy yes base. yes yes but it does but make somehow sense. he's he a janitor he doesn't know any of that and he he says that once they get oh, on to star killer base he's like i actually don't know but anything about the shield is he knows the exact weak points he knows but know, but also look at what what else finn is look at finn how how interesting he's good at nothing he's he failed as a stormtrooper he he failed he's not a pilot he Fumbles his way through shooting things on ships. He gets he gets his butt. He's Jar Jar Binks. Ooh. No. 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 Stop. That's, Stop. That's Jar Jar Binks. No, he doesn't the, do stuff the, on He doesn't. He's the idiotic character that take fumbles his way through it. the universe. No. no. There are. No. No. And then he gets the yes. dumb lines. He's the guy. When, when Harrison Ford's nodding to something behind them. Nodding towards something, which is universal signal to, to hey look over there, and he gets the dumb. What do you What do you keep doing? Nodding. What are you doing there? Like, well, it's but, but, but you have to remember relief. that's that's his character. He was taken yeah, as he a was child, brainwashed, and brainwashed, programmed uh, okay, to be a stormtrooper. He doesn't the dumb lines he gets, and uh, oh, you got a cute boyfriend uh, at home when he's talking to Ray. Oh my god, dude! I think anybody would be asking. Again, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you'd just be moving in on that territory. You would be asking questions. Anyway, uh, back to Kylo Ren real quick. Completely miscast. No, 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 no. no Adam stop. Driver was fantastic. Okay, okay, no, here's the actor himself did a good job, did what he was supposed to be. The problem with me was the character itself. I get, you know, he was conflicted with how he felt about the Force and all that, but get the sense already. They turned him into a little baby back. And I get. Okay, yeah, like I said, he's conflicted with it all, but so is Vader, you know. But he was never a bitch until the prequels. Uh, let me let me give you a direct quote. There is no conflict. Darth Vader, Return of the Jedi. Kylo Ren. Okay, so how was there no conflict when he saved Luke at the end with Vader? How was uh, how did well, he have well, no conflict? Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> That's gonna be a twenty minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. But okay, but no, but okay, he still had some conflict, but like, and Kylo Ren. They messed up with that character, I think, at one point. Like, maybe you'll disagree with me, 
But when he's talking to Ray and he takes off his mask, that was a mistake yep. to me. Yep. If I I groaned in the theater. You cannot take a character in a imposing figure that's something above everybody else something more than human and you make him human by showing his face by making him relatable he's no longer darth vader darth vader was more than human because of his mask because of his imposing figure to be honest they took his mask off twice the first time no point at all they needed to do that the second time with that situation i get it i still didn't like it necessarily but i get what they were doing with that scene I don't want to put like that's like a huge spoiler. So well, we already we already divulged spoilers. So they, he takes his mask off and then you know kills his father. I get that because now he's seeing his face. That's his face. This isn't oh I'm hiding behind this mask killing you. This is me. This is your son killing you. I'd have to agree with Brent. Um, him taking his mask off takes off the whole mystique of his character. And then there's a couple times throughout the movie where he acts again. I'm gonna use the word. Um, because, uh, he first meets, um, was it Finn with the lightsaber and about loses the Finn who has never held a lightsaber in his life. And then you see him with another lightsaber against Ray and this person who has no training is just finding out that she is a Jedi or part of the resistance, uh, pretty much takes him out just like that. After he had already been shot by Chewie and ran, up, oh, he, like okay. he with was a wounded. weapon we've already been est- have, oh, yeah, have established to, in the movie as being well, amazing. They had to show us five times how good that bowcaster was, yeah, right? And he took and it in the God. gut and, and like a champ. They had to tell us how many times uh, yeah. Poe was a great pilot, too. And no, how many they, times they, they found say that it, droid. They yeah. say Poe is a great pilot all of twice. Well, no, 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 no. a great pilot. Oh, God. There, so there's dumb. one instance where Kylo Ren is interrogating Poe at the beginning of the movie where he's like, oh, you're the best pilot in the Resistance. And then there's a second... And then the Resistance says, three. they've captured our best pilot. And then, and then they also say, uh, we've sent our best pilot out to get that And then map. Finn is, Finn, when they're getting... In the getting, middle of a battle. And, wow, that guy's a great pilot. And that Kylo shot was Ren, amazing. And Kylo if Ren says I to him, what you. a pleasure we to talk to the best pilot. Oh, I, I, I brought that point up to you earlier, Matt. That's a valid point. That, I, that scene... Was awesome. That where Finn, shot where from Finn says that 360 it, tracking that shot tracking following? shot was beautiful. Yes, but then they ruined it. him to say that. <laughs> that scene was amazing. Him flying, shooting people on the ground, shooting people in the air, coming back to the, that scene was awesome. And then they had to just like, in case we didn't get it, let's <laughs> shove it out. Like they just should have written. They should have had that scroll up. Like the first words, Star Wars music. Luke Skywalker is missing. Also, Poe Dameron's the best pilot in the galaxy. <laughs> but you got you got to remember, like looking at it as a outside viewer. Yeah, you can be like, oh, they're just reiterating this whole thing. But you didn't need Finn's, to say it five, Finn's, six times. Like specifically with the tracking shot, Finn has expressed that he wanted to be a pilot, but he didn't have the skill. So he's he was just really excited when he saw that happen. He's like, man, what a pilot. That's super cool. He didn't know it was Poe at the time. Well, that's fine, but you don't need the other four in the right. movie. It, yeah, the point is not it, that it that one's to be in there for Disney to sell more merchandise. Now they can sell Poe pi- little action figures uh-huh. for the, uh, or when they make the X-Wings. The, what is it, Rogue Squadron 1. Well, that's so, I guess that so, takes yeah, place. That's gonna be yeah. That's so that'll be Poe's dad. Poe won't or be there. Or oh, granddad. Okay. I no. wasn't sure. Well, well, well the Poe the, connection. The yeah. Rogue movie is supposed to be like when they steal the plans for the Death Star or something like that. But like, 
I know you guys are talking about Poe now, but I wanted to get back to Kylo here for a second. Yes, yes thank you. Yes. But the the like I said, the actor I think did a great job as him. He did what I think J.J. Abrams and the rest of the writers wanted him to do. So I don't think it was his acting. It's just the character itself. And then when you talk about, oh, well, he got shot with this bowcaster, that's after he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm completely dark now. So he wasn't a little censor bitch anymore, you know? So that's what I'm hoping in the next one. He's not going, he is going to be more of that badass. Well, and you gotta, you gotta take into account, he wasn't fully developed as a villain yet. It's established early on yeah. that he's having conflicts. He's being tempted by the light side of the force, which is a cool concept because throughout all six movies, mm -hmm. it's the dark side that's doing the tempting. And now we have Kylo Ren being tempted by the light side with his connection to Han Solo, who's his dad. And when he takes off his mask, when uh, he's interrogating Ray, I think that's important because it's, it's, building him as a character when we meet darth vader he's already full-fledged i'm the baddest thing on the planet and i'm here to kill everybody when we meet kylo ren he's not to that point yet his training isn't complete he's not in control of his emotions and he's going back and forth oh we know he's not in control of his emotions yeah, we got four scenes of see, him throwing a hissy fit slashing at computers with a lightsaber and that's why i say he's miscast he he looks like his father he he has a great voice when the helmet's on you pull off the helmet, and his mannerisms are not there. It's he didn't act well. Like he's not an imposing villain. Not he at all. Felt like a fifteen-year-old kid throwing uh, a temper they, tantrum. The, the temper tantrum. That's exactly what the he is, though. Feuds with General Hux. That was just childish. Like these are your two leaders of <laughs> the whatever the New Order, and they're both like First Order. First Order. God, who cares? I guess that's important, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people care, Aaron. Well, okay. When you're talking about his voice, I don't know if maybe I was imagining it or if I'm the only one who picked it up, but even with his, when he had his mask off, his voice did change. When he was getting tempted towards the light, that's when he was whiny. But then when he was like, oh, dark side, that's when he got his deep, manly maybe voice. Maybe the light side makes you a whiny little girl. Because we all remember Luke in the mm -hmm. original. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I think uh, I th Luke was super cool by the end of his arc. Like he started off as as kind of a crybaby. Yeah, by the end of the arc, he was just killing things willy nilly. That's part dark side. I agree with a lot of your guys' faults with this. That Kylo Ren's not one of them. I'm with Matt all the way. That he was exactly what they he was supposed to be. He's not. He's not trained uh, yet. I'm he's not, not trained yet. They established that, that. But I'm not saying yeah. that the character itself. I'm saying the way they handled that development on screen. Yeah, the story with Kylo Ren is fine. The The character of Kylo Ren is fine. The How it was acted absolutely. and portrayed and the is scene not good. See, I thought he was, was good. Awful. When he killed his dad, are we just saying who it is? Are we it's Han Solo. It's Han Solo. Yeah, we've Han, Han Solo, Solo is his yes. dad. That scene <laughs> was awful. It wasn't awful, but it was definitely not long enough. They they speed through it pretty quickly. And they don't let you feel what you need to be feeling yeah, for that. They they, they don't universe. give you any time to grieve for Han Solo, which is and if, what, probably my biggest complaint about the movie. And if is, this guy's so conflicted, you see none of it see, in that scene. That's one of all. my one of my favorite uh things in the movie is about 2 seconds when after Kylo Ren kills him, he stabs him. Um all Han Solo does is yeah. reach up yep. and touch his face. There's and no words. Ha Harrison Ford in that two seconds 
was so good. But he then portrayed let, everything. Then keep going with it. Let the audience feel it. Why did they? And the, the two seconds after that, they cut no, to his I, friends. I, I agree. And to show the shock on their face so that the directors are saying, oh, in case you're not sad, this is how you should be feeling. Look I, at these guys. I agree. That that scene wasn't as good as it could have been. But just giving me that two seconds of, of Han Solo, that that was great. Han Solo was the best part of this movie to me, hands down. Uh, easily. Well, they, with, so, I, with the exception of the Raftar scene. With that, with the death scene, you kind of, you see no emotion whatsoever on uh, Kylo Ren's face, but then they go to Chewie, who's been around Han Solo the whole time, and he, I don't know if he yells or <laughs> he does that, and then he he's the one that shows, shows the emotion, not his son. Well, I mean... Who's been, I mean, it's I mean, yeah, it's well, obvious because he's he, been around him for so long. His son didn't show the emotion because that was his plunge too. But being even dark. before that, before that, there was that. Yeah, I, I agree. He that, he man. wasn't as good in that scene as he could have been, but I was focused on Han Solo. Yeah, and he was great. And um, I've been grieving Han Solo's death ever since then because I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> that's the best part of Star Wars. Now he's gone. It had to happen though. Was it? Was it? What a way for Han to go. He's a normal dude in Star Wars. Court. He had to die eventually. Well, he's yeah. playing around with Jedi and he's he's a just a normal guy. And and if you think about it as a parallel to the original trilogy, he's the he's basically the Obi-Wan of this movie. He he's oh, yeah. the guide. He takes them all through on this adventure and then he dies. Until there's a literal passing of the baton to Luke Skywalker at the end. Well, sort of. I mean, he she just stood, stood there For holding 20 minutes, it in. Take it, Luke. Come on. Uh, <laughs> hey, that I loved that scene with the the Luke reveal at the end. I thought that was handled perfectly. Um because if you if you put if you put Luke in the movie earlier than that, it ruins everything that they've worked on. He just he would completely overshadow uh, yeah, I agree. Kylo Ren yeah. at that and, point. And they give you a little tidbit of what happens. That's the way to do it, though. The way they handled that, they gave us little snippets and conversation of what has been happening. He was training a group of Jedi's. One of them went rogue. We assume it was uh, Han Solo's son. I think blah, they blah, say blah, that, blah, don't blah. they? Yeah, t- later in the movie. They oh, okay. Yeah, they, well, they, they, they pretty they quick that. in the movie, they actually re- reveal that mm-hmm. it's Han Solo's son. That's Kylo Ren. No, I mean, I mean, but we assume that the the one the one that got rogue, rogue and oh, killed. Yeah, they finally yeah. say. Later but anyway, so then they just give us these little bits and pieces, and we fill in the rest ourselves. They don't have to give us this ten minute exposition of what's been going on. Yeah, it, it wasn't the prequels where they they just sit there and talk for two right. hours, it, which was perfect. But the rest of the movie was fill us in for the last 30 years the the biggest problem i had with the luke skywalker though um why do they need him why he is this trilogy's obi-wan no he's and the, yoda he, yeah he's this trilogy's yoda for sure All in one. No, what what mike is asking though is is there's the no, entire premise of the beginning of the movie is we need to find luke but why, why? it's because oh. nobody else that they because knew of had the light balanced. side whereas they're but the f- they needed him to basically hey you're the light side. That's the dark side. We need there to balance no, this out. There are no users of the force from what I gather it's, because Kylo Ren mentions an awakening. I, I assume that was uh, an awakening Snoke of the force. Snoke mentions it. Snoke mentions it. Okay. So uh, from what I gather, there were no users of the force or nobody that could channel the force, so they needed that to balance Well, I mean, Ky- Kylo Ren can See, channel the force. You don't even know. You're kind of he, speculating. You're right. I think, I think <laughs> what, what, what that means is like the, the force – has awakened in Ray, I think is what I understand. What yeah, I understand. That, to. But, but um, 
What but they didn't know. They didn't know that Ray was there. So why did yeah, nobody knew about Ray. Like she didn't even know. So I guess what they're saying is they need Luke for that. They, force that balance well it, it, it said in the opening title crawl why everybody's looking for luke lay leia wants his help uh beating the first order the first order is trying to find luke so they can kill him so everybody's got their own motive for finding luke yeah because if luke dies also, then the balance tips to the dark side and they don't want that obviously they want to balance it so luke needed to be there to balance it out for the light side but the dark side just wanted to kill him to basically take over completely. Was it Luke or Anakin that was supposed to bring uh, balance to the Does Anakin stuff? remember? You were supposed to bring balance to the <laughs> yeah. Force, not destroy it. He kind of well, <laughs> I'm, sa- I'm sad that I actually know the quote, but the, the quote is, you were destined to destroy the Sith, not join them, because well, yeah, they can't right. even keep their own prophecy straight in the prequels, because that script was written by a five-year-old. <laughs> like literally, because that's kind of impressive. Well, I think George Lucas has also, the mindset of a five-year-old. Also, we've five-year-old. talked about every character, not well, not uh, Ray yet. I mean, we we glance over yeah. her, but yeah, how how thing. great is that character? It's Instant, great. it's very good. Aside from any character, <laughs> well, actually, I do have I, problems I, with I, it. You have problems with? Was it, it the fact that she's a girl, Mike? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, What's wrong with no, you? it's no, no, no. it's the problem that apparently she's like. As good as Poe Dameron piloting any damn spaceship she gets into. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Um, first, she gets in the Millennium Falcon, and she has no idea what she's doing. She doesn't know what flip or switches to flip. Can barely get off the ground. And then she outmaneuvers some of these people that have been uh, in the for- Tie Fighters, the most maneuverable. Uh, lines up a perfect shot well, with a broken uh, <laughs> it's a turret. It's the force. <laughs> yeah, she's force set. Like the force is guiding her uh, actions. I don't know about that. Because she she's a force prodigy, obviously. But yeah, but she didn't have any use of. She didn't even know she had also, the force. She didn't know she had it until then. Another plot hole: if she has never been in contact with anybody in the force, how the hell does she, heck does she know what <laughs> uh, Jedi mind trick is? Like, has she? Well, no, because she she. Oh. Has because remember everything. This is thirty years in the future, so everything has fallen into myth. Like when when he, she's so like, she's oh, heard you about it as a legend. Yeah, yeah so she's like, oh, you knew Luke, Luke Skywalker. Uh, I thought he was a myth. Yeah. So she's heard yeah. about this stuff. Okay. So she, like, I think the and you're just kind of supposed to infer it, but she's like, well, if it worked for Luke, maybe, mm-hmm. and then it does. I mean, they even uh, fun fact. Sorry, 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 sorry. When she does the Jedi mind trick, apparently it was Daniel Craig. Yeah, is that I, what you wrote? I, I yeah. saw that I somewhere. Lo- I love that scene where he's like, "And I'll drop my weapon." I laughed so but, hard. But like what McNeil was saying is, even Han Solo kind of uh, points it out in the movie because they're like, "Oh, well, Luke, myth, blah blah blah, all that." And Han, who in the original ones didn't believe in all of it, these guys are all legends now, including Han. He's like, "Nope, it's all true. The Force." Mm-hmm. You know, Jedi's all that. It's all true. So she's like, oh, and then all of a sudden she's discovering these powers. That's why she's like, oh, well, I heard about this mind trick. So yeah, I, I, as a whole, Ray was a good character, but again, how the story used her wasn't the greatest. In but, my yeah, but that's as exactly, the main character. That's no, exactly no, like I, I get what you mean. The, the story was non-existent. That's and that's what I mean. I did hate that. It wasn't hate. non-existent. This wasn't the Fast and the Furious shame. No, it wasn't but, just like okay, but, okay. It wasn't non-existent, but it was a carbon copy of four. And it yep. seems like they just. It's like they came up with these ideas for scenes for these big big set pieces, and they couldn't figure out how to transition from one to the other. So they just had these absurd sequence of events line up to get from one to the other. It's like they were putting a puzzle together, but the puzzle pieces didn't fit. So then they just started like taking a knife and cutting their yep. own edges <laughs> and adding it all up. Also, I can't. Did anybody else have a just a major? 
I know we're we're nitpicking here. This was a great. I think we're all probably gonna give it good scores despite all the negativity. But the part I hated worst, uh, more than anything, R two D two had this map to finally. Yes, this dude's like, just oh, wait, sleeping on I'll the job. <laughs> well, planets <laughs> are getting blown up, and this dude's sleeping. Well, again, a, I, what you? It Even takes BB-88's it takes a bit. Like, hey, a whole right, show on him. Like, dude, I know you got it. Let's do this. It it. People are dying. Again, it takes a little bit of inference, and I think it's explained because they they released the actual screenplay, which had a lot of stuff that didn't make it into the movie. Um, And I think the thing there is that Luke had basically pre-programmed R2-D2 to go into low power mode until X happened. Oh, so so you got kill. That's Luke. There it is again, just letting people die. So That's Luke's like, Luke oh, wait till wait till some five planets blow up. Han Solo dies. Right. Everything yeah. goes wrong. So your explanation then is come get me. R two's not the a hole. Luke is in the movie. They even basically they don't say yeah. <laughs> they don't say that Luke puts. They say R two D two powers down into low power. Yeah, it's all R two D two that does. But yeah, but it was he's probably been yeah. It's Luke's droid. So I mean, he pretty much. Probably control. I thought that scene was hilarious with BB-8's like knocking on him because you know bb 8 squeaking just like, come on, you son of a bitch. That's that's one character we have not talked about at all yet is BB-8. So great. BB-8 was fantastic. I thought he was gonna be just kind of like a knockoff R2D2, but well, he he was great. He was like a little puppy. It <laughs> was. That's a good he, I didn't because like R2D2 kind of displayed a he was, pretty good range of emotion in the original trilogy, and BB-8 displays so much emotion BB-8 in this was, movie. BB-8 was Scrappy-Doo to r 2 Scooby doo that, That's yeah. what it was. He was a little little dude. Don't, don't compare BB-8 to Scrappy-Doo. Everybody small. hates Scrappy-Doo. Well, actually, have you seen the the, the new old Scooby-Doo movie? Oh, God. <laughs> you know when Scrappy-Doo becomes all, like, demented, and then he's, like, huge? Right. We're getting off tangent. Anyway, <laughs> but but going, going off of BB-8... Um, one of the things I loved about this movie was it going back to the practical effects. The actual ships were real. Places Set pieces were real. Were real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, I think the people the CGI were... was so minimal. I think yes. like between Maz Kanata and Snoke, I'm pretty sure almost everything else was done practically. Yep, they blew up planets and Did you know, they destroyed the, stars altogether. In the prequel yeah. trilogy, not. <laughs> I'm hitting the mic. That's how not, excited I am. Not one single mic. clone trooper was a real person in the prequel trilogy. Did you know that? Not a single clone trooper was an actual person. Well, that's because not all, one. all those movies were shot on a soundstage. How pathetic is that? But this movie, that's we've been talking about negativity, but can can we all at least admit the things that were great? The feeling of Star Wars was back. That ama- the fun, the passion, everything was back. I also like, going back to... Uh, just the feeling of the old movies and being tied in with this one. One positive that I've always found interesting was the progression of the ships, the starfighters, the ships from even the prequel sequel all the way from one through seven and how they evolved from one ship to the next is pretty interesting. If you go back, just little subtle changes lead into things becoming X-Wings and things becoming TIE fighters, and that's pretty interesting to watch. Really? I didn't notice. Yeah, the little – yeah, it's – Pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Yeah, that's the one thing I did like about the the originals, other than the uh, Naboo fighters or whatever the heck they were. (laughs) But you can see the evolution of the Empire ships, the TIE fighters, such and such, and then to this movie, they're a little bit different. Everything's a little different with this one, too. So something else I want to talk about real quick is, uh, well, I guess not real quick. We have plenty of time. Who is Rey? Like, 
where does she come from? Because they don't they allude to it, but they don't. That's what's great? Give yep. you and we're we're definitely gonna find that episode out. Episode eight. We're gonna find that yeah. out in episode eight. Well, uh, most likely. Who is but there's Ray? who is Snoke? Who there's is... a lot of speculation. the The most popular theory right now is that she's gonna end up being uh, Luke Skywalker's daughter. Um, there's also some speculation that she could be the granddaughter of Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, there is a theory out there that she's also the daughter of Han and Leia, but that doesn't make any Wait, sense. So if, that, if it's the granddaughter be, of Obi Wan, so you're telling me Obi Wan had a son that played no part in any of the series? The thirty or years prior, what are you daughter, daughter, not gr- the granddaughter. Well, no, but I mean, well, yeah, he no, could have had son a, or daughter. Yeah. If 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 Ray is the daughter of Obi Wan's son or daughter, where the heck was that son or daughter? That was the thirty years in between. Yeah, like it because it, it couldn't. That's have, that's the biggest hole with that been. theory. Like the, the by far the one that carries the most weight is that she's going to end up being Luke's kid. Yeah, which seems way too obvious. Yeah, they're really seems... pushing that it's Luke's kid. So I think that's something that they're going to be like, oh, just kidding. It's not really. See, I would like to see something completely different and just throw us completely off. She's nobody. Well, no, <laughs> no. I would love Why that. Be? I'm not Why being funny. Why couldn't it be? I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't be surprised if that's what they do. And maybe she's maybe she's the actual one to fulfill the prophecy. Well, no, and not Anakin. They, yeah, they were all wrong. Let's oh, just forget about the. There's no prophecy. No, there is. There, you, you, you can't <laughs> you know, ignore. You know it's gonna come up. But again. no, like, like not even just like a smaller character. Like, why can't she be Admiral Akbar's daughter? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the, I think the the biggest the biggest thing why I think she's just gonna end up being a nobody and she's just this girl who has force powers is she, that there there were so many well not so many but there were a few times in this movie where they bring up something from the prequels and it's either making fun of the prequels or like straight up saying we're not going to do any of that stuff like when um kylo ren is talking to snoke and he's like well maybe you guys should get a clone army if your troops aren't capable <laughs> and then uh or hux is like no my troops are the best and uh, i thought that was a pretty good like jab well, and at then, the prequels yeah, if we're looking at the prequels wouldn't ray be entirely too old and in basically the same situation that anakin was no, I think they're kind of comparing her more to Luke because Luke was older than Anakin when they started training him or whatever. Yeah. So, um, I mean... And then there's that scene... And it only takes a couple hours of hopping over logs and, and Dagobah to become a full-blown Jedi. There's, we all have seen that. Well, yeah. that's, that's the cool thing. Guy that was the back. cool thing about the original <laughs> so she's trilogy. She's to have to run around a planet with Luke. Luke, Luke, on <laughs> <laughs> Luke piggybacking. No. Um, and then there's that scene in Maz Kanata's castle where she's talking about the Force and how it... Like binds all things and flows through everybody, and it's not microscopic and bacteria. No mention of midichlorians. No midichlorians, because they're not doing any of that garbage. Uh, that's I think I think the disconnect with with Matt and me and all of you is is you are admittedly not star. There were moments in this movies. Okay, I that understand, were but Star that's what I'm Wars moments. Is this is so largely a fanboy movie. Well, yeah, that if you're not. No, what? And I like Star Wars. It's, okay, I'm but that does not excuse them to me, from not making subjective. To me, I, I, well, I, even, I get that. I do, but there's moments in this that made the movie. When Han first saw Leia, that moment was awesome. Yeah, and he said, "Wow, you have not aged well." We no, all heard it. The part I'm no, talking about the two, even, the, no, the, the seconds where there's no words. The, yes, the part and when he hugged her and when, then he, when he, he left, there, there were when when. I was just like smiling ear to ear when they're running to the ship and she calls the ship garbage. It gets blown up. Okay, the garbage one and, and it's the Falcon. Oh, Were you? Yeah. I was so pumped. Well, yeah. There, there were uh, moments that just had me just 
I mean, like standing up. What yeah, this year, this this movie definitely captured, recaptured the magic of Star Wars. Like I, when I went and saw this movie for the first time, even the subsequent second and third time that I saw it, sitting there in the theater, I felt like a little kid again, and I haven't felt like a little kid watching a movie for a long time. Like since I was a little kid. <laughs> oh God, a little 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 moments that were like Han pointing at people when he's but, angry at okay. them and, and uh, yes, you know putting yes. his finger in their face. Like it was just. But it was the little awesome. moments were a lot of times overshadowed by the big glaring moments. I of agree. I, I'm, I'm absolutely yes. on. I don't. I don't, I don't think that the the. I want to uh, go. I want to go back to Kylo Ren because the, that's the biggest thing I could not get past i understand you want him to be a conflicted character and i know you want to add depth to this character the depth that was lacking when we had vader but there are other ways to show that hissy fits with a lightsaber and whining and crying and that's not the way show him after that massacre of a village show him struggling to get through what he just did to these people show him conflicted with killing his own dad. We don't get any of that. He's not well, a deep character you want so badly for him to be. He I he's not completely fleshed out. I'll I'll agree. They did not deepen him. And he him. might later, but they handled and, it very yeah, poorly. I, I I agree that they they could have done more with Kylo Ren in this movie than what they did. Uh but I still feel that the character was handled well. Um, and appropriately, I I don't mind his temper tantrums because he is he's a he's a kid. He doesn't know he's what not, he's, he's not a child. Well, he's, he's not a child. All right. Well, he's not like a little kid, but he's he's immature. Okay, he's definitely immature. All and, right, I, I, we need to wrap it up. I think. But, all right. So so, uh, so basically, the uh, short story is most of us think Kylo Ren's a little b word, and some of us don't think he is. So, but like. We'll start with the uh, what we thought with the ratings. We'll go with. Well, we don't have to go that fast because I, so, I still want to talk about Finn real quick. Well, I think that with Finn when he was the in the stormtrooper and talk about conflicted, they showed how he was conflicted there. Yes, more so than they did with Kylo Ren after his battle, and he didn't I, even partake. He didn't even kill anybody. I I agree that they. They probably developed Finn a little bit more than Kylo Ren in this movie, and they're definitely both going to develop even more in Episode Eight, which I'm excited about. But the the basically the the short end version of this is that this is the movie that needed to be made, and yeah, while it was kind of kind of a retread of Episode Four, that's what everybody wanted, that's what we got, and they're going to be able to take it in so many directions from this movie if if episode eight is just empire again then you guys can have a valid argument i'll be on board with that but i think that they're gonna go in a completely different direction with episodes eight and nine and i'm excited for it that's i was kind of thinking with mcneil um you kind of see comparisons with four and this one um with snoke and ren with uh palpatine and vader you kind of see the diff the slight comparisons and what i'm hoping with this movie was is it's it's more of a setup movie than anything Whereas it's you're gonna see more of Kylo Ren evolve in eight and nine, and find out who Snoke is and find out who Rey is. But I I believe this is more of a setup movie than anything. Yeah, it, it has to be because if there's not some big twist or some big reveal and it doesn't like I mean it's just I feel like it needs something. Or if they just something. don't give up with the exposition and just heavy-handedly pointing out exactly who these see, characters are. This yes. this movie to me I it's it's it is exactly what it it 
meant to be. It's a like I said earlier, it's a send off to the old characters. It was amazing at doing that. It's That's an introduction. No, it's exactly what they wanted it to be because it made over a billion dollars. Well, but yeah, okay, but but, the, it, but it, you know what I mean. It's an introduction to new characters, and more so, it's getting people excited again for Star Wars. Yeah, and getting people excited for what's to come, not for what this was, but for what's to come. Right. By the, making us care about the characters, by making us wonder who's who, who's going to do what. It's this is for what's to come. It's this, getting rid of the but, old and introducing the new. You say that. Um, it got fans excited for Star Wars. Honestly, how good did this movie have to do to get Star Wars fans excited after the prequels? Sure. Oh, so, it had oh, to be better it, than the yeah. prequels. Well, no, <laughs> but, that's, but how much better than that did it have to I, be? I think for, for most fans, it of course had to be better than the prequels, but that's not saying anything. Like, well, yeah, that's why I'm but I'm, The it, prequels it, were terrible. It had to be, I would say, at least on par with the original movies, the original three movies. And I think it did that. I In, the, in feel, at the very least, in the way it made you feel. Yeah, nothing the, else. This, this movie was designed to be a foundation. It had to get everybody on board. It had to say, look, this it, it feels similar. This is what we want you to feel. We want you to, to have that nostalgia factor, and then we're going to be able to take it and go places from here. But this is just reminding everybody, like, hey, Star Wars is back. We're not doing the prequels again. You're, it's safe. The the franchise is safe. It now. could be. We'll see where they take the next episode. But I still think, even as a foundation, it's it's flawed. Yeah. Well, well, of course it's flawed. Like the original trilogy was flawed. No movie's perfect. Anyway, okay. So I just briefly I want to touch because this is something big that we even all looked over and uh, didn't even touch on yet. J.J. Abrams, he directed this movie. We didn't even talk about him at all because you. You could see a lot of uh, his like shooting style and aesthetic. Yeah, the the uh, scene, like the, the one scene that I noticed right away, said, "Yep, this is J.J. Abrams' stamp right on it." Is the initial Millennium Falcon chase? Yep. was uh, pretty clearly a J.J. Abrams scene. The way it was handled, the kind of shaky cam and the oh yeah, it was the, not as much lens we didn't flare. Have any light flares? There were there, there were a few. There were a few. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Not okay. As much, not as it wasn't. It wasn't like Star Trek. But level. even when we did have some of the weird lighting and the odd thing, the scene where Kylo Ren's standing on the 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 ship watching the red blast go by, I yeah. thought was a great scene. Yeah, and that was kind of a different use of the lighting. I think it. it uh, they did it good well or good well. They did good well. job. They did, it good they well. did well. Um, when they uh, actually, when they showed the what's the Imperial like fleet or whatever you know what I'm talking about the, the First Order. Like the ship, the with, first like, the order, fight. Fight. whatever. What? Yeah, they they took a lot of the same shots and yeah. like from the four, yeah. five, and six, and the reason. And I just I thought that was nice to see. So he didn't take it completely. And I mean, I like, thought, sorry, go go ahead. Ahead. No, uh, go just ahead. part of the directing, the way it was shot, things like that. The one scene when he, the conflict between Kylo Ren and Han Solo, and eventually killing him, it did play well because there was lighting to where. While this guy is supposedly conflicted, we didn't see it in his acting, but while this guy's supposedly conflicted between light side and dark side, you see the subtle lighting of red on half of his face and then kind of a lighter hue of blue. So it, it kind of illustrates that, and I thought that was pretty awesome. But again, it just the scene wasn't as great as it should have been because of the lack of the breakneck conflict. speed of the movie yeah and that they just they did cram a lot of which it they is, didn't take which their time is with it star wars that's what it needs yes star wars but if you're based... going to kill han solo make it a tribute make it worth feeling something for i agree i i i got in han solo was 
is has been my favorite. I got what I wanted of Han Solo in this movie. One last, one last movie with, as Matt mentioned, Harrison Ford caring. Harrison Ford was all in. Harrison Ford was great in this movie. In his death scene, he was great. His face, I didn't need Kylo Ren to feel that death. I, I had Han Solo there, and I had his face to feel it, and I did. Yeah, and it would have been even better if they would have held on it just a little bit longer. That's... I agree, I agree, but but it at least was him being there, him doing that, him his face at least, it fulfilled that for me. Did uh, anybody notice when Han fell that he posed in the way that Han stands? Like, it just that yeah. whole, like, you know, cowboy Han Solo stand he does. That's how he fell down. I don't know also, if you noticed uh, that. Uh, I don't know. You, this is a, this is going way back to the Rathtar oh, scene. Yeah. Um, the two, the two guys from the, uh, what, what was the, what was the clan, McNeil? The Kanji. Kanji Club. Yeah, and Kanji the Club. Something, two guys from the Kanji Club. Did you guys group, know who those were? Those were the two, uh, it was Mad Dog and the main actor from the raid. And they did nothing. You've seen the raid. I made you watch it. Yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah. they're not recognizable it, faces. Yeah. That's big time, that big time. Is, no, no. But big time martial artists, big time as action much, stars in Taiwan, and they did nothing. As much crap as we gave that scene, it does have one of the best Han Solo moments in it. Oh yeah, where he's like, "I do what I always do: talk my way out of it." And then Chewie like <laughs> oh, growls out, "He's like, yes, I do." Han Solo Every time. stole this movie hands down. To to me, he was the best part about it. Easily. I'm just waiting for number eight where Chewie just looks over and says, we got to do this again. Like, he doesn't even talk in the Wookiee speak. He just says something. God, stop it. Oh, my God. That would be it, so funny. Like, you could speak Once English again, this it, entire this time. This is your chance now. You write that with George Lucas. Go have fun. <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, real, I just want to touch on one more thing because this is one other character that we didn't really talk about at all. Supreme Leader Snoke. Um, what did everybody There's think of him? Much to I, talk about. I, yeah. Well, I thought uh, I thought he was. I think, I think it's all mystery good. now. Yeah. It's mystery, but Supreme have to Leader Voldemort is that who you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, and Andy Circus. Well, he was looked like Voldemort, Voldemort from Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. He had a his nose. lightsaber's a wand. It's gonna be he, all he weird. He had a nose. Uh, anyway, weird. I thought it was pretty cool how like when when you first see him, he looks like this big giant character, and then you find out that it's just a hologram. I thought that was really cool. My first thoughts when it when you find out it's a hologram, I was like, this dude's like two feet tall. That was my initial <laughs> yeah, thought. Like this Yoda. guy is small. Oh, I Yoda. think he's a yeah Yoda type. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm ready to rate it. Are you guys? Oh yeah. Let's yeah, do let's it. Let's do this. Okay. So I'll go first because right. um because you're the host. Well, you know, but I don't always go first. Hostess with the leastest. Sure. Uh, so, as an individual movie, uh, I didn't like it as much, but knowing that it's going to be part of a trilogy, I gave it the benefit of the doubt. Well, okay, now let's rate the movie as the movie, as a stance. If we're rating a movie, we're not rating a trilogy. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. And um, maybe we can revisit it if we're yeah. still doing this with the second one. But So, that being said, um, I'm giving it a 7.25. There are glaring problems I had with it. I did like it. I think it, it definitely is worth a watch, in my opinion. Um, I think when you're rating all the Star Wars movies, I think five stands out far above yeah, the others. Um, and then it's kind of like the second tier where it's seven, six, and four, and then the third tier is 
three, two, and one, whichever way you want to probably put those. in that in way. That way you know, <laughs> no, 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 not whichever no, way. That, that is precisely way. that way. That's the only way. Well, God, they're just three, two, and then then we don't even mention. I one. did. I re- <laughs> I went back and rewatched all of them. Didn't even watch one. I was like, not even messing around. There's with this. like only one good thing about episode one, and it's the Where soundtrack. Says, now that's pod racing. No, oh. it's the music. The music is the only good part about that movie. <laughs> but yeah, so I give it a seven point two five. Okay, uh, this is, again, not not from a fanboy perspective. This is 100% oh, from a, from a 10, critical... <laughs> <laughs> this is 100% from a critical perspective. Yes, there were issues with this movie, but no movie is without sin. I'm giving this movie a 9.5. Whoa, oh, that's what? so tinged with fanboy. No, yeah, it no it's not. No, oh, it's it not. is. No, it's got a 94% on oh, Rotten Tomatoes, God. so it's it's right there right, with what like, everybody else is thinking about. Rotten Tomatoes is, get the is old this guy better from than the 50%? visit to rub poop on your review. <laughs> no, okay, and look, I don't have to defend myself. You don't. I, I, I love your rating. I love it. I, it's I give it a nine and a half. The only problems that I had with this movie were it just moved so fast. There we didn't have enough time to grieve for Han. There were a couple other scenes that I wish would have been drug out just a little bit longer, and the Rathtar scene should have been cut or at least shorter. I'm not but hating on you, but you you like honest. Be honest. Don't Hon- lie. No, you honestly, did not I saw mind, this movie three times. You didn't mind. It's the Death Star. Uh no, it's bigger. You didn't mind like that, like if you were like. I what? I would have taken issue with it if the you characters if the characters were just ignored the fact that it was basically another Death Star. But Han Solo even brings it up. He's like, yeah, it's bigger. How do we blow it up? There's so a, there's you, always you know, a way okay. to do no, that. I, what okay I did love they about that scene was it was yeah, it, it was it was right. self aware, and I'm okay with it being self aware. I have a question. Okay, so I, I, I just this thought literally just hit me ten seconds ago. They had 30 years, and they built this Death Star. You think they would have found it? That's what I said. When the rebels they know exactly it. where it's at, and they're like, uh, we'll just wait until it's complete, and yeah, they blow up five Exactly. Planets. That's why I was like, I just, they just hit me like, well, you had 30 years to find this thing. It's a planet. They weren't like building a space yeah, station. It, they, it built, built they built inside. a weapon they on a planet. They knew about it. They knew but, precisely how many minutes it takes to charge. They obviously yeah. had information. But like, even so, Only like, once you Finn gave it to them. Oh, uh, yeah, because their oh, janitor knows everything. You don't. Stupid plot. You don't notice this giant cannon sticking out of this planet. Some planets have that. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen? And they had to have test fired it also, right. at also, some point. Uh, <laughs> they're not just like, oh, we'll see if it works after thirty years. No, yeah. that's why they like after the all five planets blew up, they're like, hell yeah, five for five, first shot. <laughs> no, after and then like, the rebels. Then five? the rebels decided, oh wait, it works. We should maybe send. Three or four pilots, which is what they did. Yeah, well, that's because they lost the whole they, fleet. I think right? they like, sent yeah. twelve. Um, all right, all right. Anyway, all right. so moving on, Brent. Uh, you know, I had to kind of separate fanboy from reviewing a movie here because I've always been a huge Star Wars fan too. But I did my best to try to separate fanboy, and I'm gonna give this movie seven point five three. <laughs> 7.53. Yeah. That's such a weird number. The point three is fanboy. I couldn't at, at take least, all the like, fanboy out. round up no, to No, the fanboy, I couldn't take all the fanboy out. I like point it. Three He's individual. Today. Guys. And he rated it in. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, first, I want to point out that the, as much as I despise the uh, it's bigger scene, I love the fact that it was Han Solo. Basically, you know, devil may care attitude saying, so what? It's bigger. It was, <laughs> that was cool to me. I loved that. 
even though I hated the scene. Overall, I give it points for uh, it's it's fun, it's passion, it's the feel, the characters. I can't go nine and a half. There was a lot wrong. A lot. Uh, I, got, <laughs> I gotta. I can't even go a full eight, so I'm gonna give it a seven point nine nine because I can't. I can't. You guys with your absurd ratings. Can it's got it even. quarter. I can't get no. I can't give it an eight, and I want it just right about there. It's. I just can't. And as far as the rest of the movies, Mike said it. Five is in a league of its own. See, I liked this movie almost as much as I liked Empire. It was that's like if, if Empire close. if Empire's a ten on close. my on my uh, rating system, really? this is easy. Well, as this far as Star Wars movies so go, broke. as far as Star Wars movies go, if Empire's a ten, then this it has to be a nine and a half because I liked it almost Man. as much. It's not close to me. I no. this this to me is is second, maybe tied with number four because it's the same movie. Thank you. <laughs> Um, but it's not close to five, and then, you know, it goes from there. Six is third by default, because um, the others are the others. Yeah, exactly. Steve, um, I haven't. I, like I said last episode, I wanted to kind of go back and watch all the episodes before I seen this, but uh, kind of picked this. So uh, I liked the movie. I thought it has had its flaws. But I still liked it. I'll give it a six point seven five. Whoa! Wow, that's super low. Ouch! That is higher than exactly. Areas. No, 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 no. That's exactly what I have. Is a six point seven five. The oh reason is, if we're going back and looking at the ratings, you're rating this a nine point five. I think I had Road to Perdition as a nine, maybe. I'm changing a bunch There's of my ratings. There's no way. You can't change ratings. This Look, movie as a movie. You can't stack two different genres. You can't stack I'm a drama next to a movie. Yeah. If you're breaking down acting, you're breaking down the way it was written, the way the scenes look. Acting-wise, no. I think Harrison, be- uh, Harrison Ford Harrison was better. Harrison Ford could not make up for the Harrison lack Ford of... was better in this movie than Tom Hanks was right, in Road so to Perdition. 6.75. Uh, 6.75. I think something else we could all agree on is this got uh, a big Disney stick just beat oh, the heck out of it. Jeez, it's so it's just dripping with Disney. Yeah. So that is it? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. So do you have a problem with the Marvel movies? Yes. Right. Yes. They're oh, all yes. Yes, yes oh. it does. Like dude, if I could you can't eat an entire meal of popcorn. It just doesn't fill you up. Another bad joke. I no, no, no. That that's that's means. an analogy. That's an analogy. That's not a bad joke. Oh, it's a bad. An- oh, okay. You well, know what I'm saying? Mean, like, it's a bad analogy. It could though. fill you up. You just might get sick. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, like, one Marvel movie is yeah. fine. Oh, uh, yeah. I know Eighteen what you mean. popcorn movies is not Substance. good. Substance yes. is uh, something that Disney doesn't know much about. I will agree that they're they've pretty they've saturated the market with with superhero movies, and superhero movies are getting a little bit old. But you can't. Knock the quality of those films. The original Star Wars trilogy mm. was not about action and how fast things can go and look at what's happening. My gosh, hold on to your seats. It was real development of a story. Well, and I think this movie hit a good balance of both action and development. Like, there was plenty of action in the original trilogy. Probably the most character-driven uh, movie out of all of them was Return of the Jedi because there's so much going on in the Emperor's throne room that just completely overshadows character development of the other two movies. But I feel like this movie struck a good balance between action, comedy, and character okay. development. Even, well, I, even, I, do, I disagree. We've so. discussed it enough. <laughs> I, have, enough. I have to say one more. Just one more. Just you one true. more. Even with it being... I, I agree with, with even you guys that, that are not like 6.75 agree, but 
even with all the action, my favorite scenes, the things I enjoyed most, were the characters talking. The moments even when there was no talking. Han and Han and Leia. Han and, and, and Rey. Just the characters and the interactions. I thought better than the action. Okay. So, overall, um, we gave it a 7.63 because people are... Well, that's rounding. It was actually like 7.628333. Oh, <laughs> 7.63. Um, so, yeah. So, that's not terrible. It's not great. I think we can all agree that it's worth a watch. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will say this, adding on to my 6.75, I want to go back and watch all the movies again. Kind of get some updated on it, and then I will try to see if that uh, rating sticks. Don't yeah. watch them all. Yeah, I <laughs> but I want to. Rate. How does watching one movie affect your rating of another? Because it's an entire series. Then rate They're, the series. Don't well, no, no, no. Looking at this movie as a because movie, because you can you can uh, enjoy a movie more. If, like there are some recurring jokes and recurring scenes. Like in every single Star Wars movie, in every single one of them, someone says, "I got a bad feeling about this." I got yep. a bad feeling about this, and they said it. Uh, Harrison Ford said it. Yep. In mm, this yeah, one. that makes it a good movie. No, it doesn't make it a good movie. It adds to it. So it's, uh, it's like I said, there there are moments that you as as that resonate with with me as a Star Wars fan that didn't with you guys, and it, I think it was reflected in the score. Yeah. So I, Steve's not going to jump from a six point seven five to a nine. I no. don't. I don't. I don't. I think. I don't. I don't know if Steve's probably crazy. The, probably not. It could get into the sevens though. Yeah. Exactly. It, it could bump it, it up just up. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But. So, moving forward. Yeah, this show's already gone twice as long as all the yeah. other ones. Yeah, and we knew it would. Yeah. We knew it would, but this is a little longer than even I anticipated. So, moving forward, uh, we're going to have two shows next week. Uh, we are reviewing uh, Road to Perdition, which... No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> we already did that one. Yeah, we did. Sorry. Uh, no Country for Old Men, rather, and Drive. Um, we're going to have two shows. One's, one of them's going to come out on Monday for sure, like we always do, and then the other is going to come out uh, Wednesday or Thursday. I'm still debating on that. Uh, But what else I want to say is follow us on Twitter at, uh, what is it, Shley? Nothing Real. Uh, And that's just our Twitter page. uh, We're trying to give... R-E-E-L. Yeah, real spelled like a movie real. At Nothing Real. Yes, at Nothing Real. Um, Also, follow us on... Subscribe to us, actually. We are on iTunes. Oh, boy. Which is exciting. Thank you, Shley. Moving up. Yes. You have to pay for Took Shlee 10 no. minutes to do what Mike couldn't do in 10 no shows. <laughs> like like us on Facebook? Like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. We When we had our last show, we promised you guys a bunch of changes, and we have them. Thanks, Shlee. Thanks, Shlee. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes uh, it's it's just, just I'm lazy. Just so you guys know, uh, most of you have, have met my friend Carl Meister. I'll give a shout-out mm. to him. He informed mm. me he watched... At least half of most of our podcasts. <laughs> half of most, <laughs> and he watched and them. He, <laughs> that's right, he watched them, and he and he enjoyed them. Okay, all right. Well, thanks, Carl. Good to hear. I don't think Carl. That was our podcast. Carl. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, so yes, follow us. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Um, Facebook is facebook.com slash nothing but real reviews. Uh, Podbean also subscribe there. Subscribe on iTunes. Just get a hold of us. Get our content. We w- we love listening to you guys. Also, send us an email, please. We would love to hear from you guys. Just give us movies to rate. Give us movies to watch. Just we want to hear from our listeners. Uh, we like interacting with you guys. So just send us an email. Also, be sure to rate um, on iTunes because that's the way that we'll be able to get this uh, out to more people because the, the higher you rate it, the more people that will get to see it. 
Yeah, and let I'll us know. Let's God, <laughs> people. Yeah. Let us know what we're not doing right and what we are doing right because we're still in our infancy. We've only been doing this for a few months. We want to know what we can get better at, what we uh, what we are doing wrong, what you guys don't like. So, so do we want to say who's going to be reviewing? Uh, basically, we're yeah. splitting it into two. Mike's going to be hosting his choice, which is No Country for Old Men. Yes, he'll have Steve, Matt McNeil, and uh, I think I will be watching it to be to review. Okay, as well. possibly, possibly me sure. too. Possi- it's it's a work in it's, progress. It's a little bit up in the out. air. We've got another one, Drive, which is my pick. Uh, I don't know if. Mike's going to teach me how to work all the fancy buttons. I'll be here to supervise. I'll <laughs> see if I can host that one. Uh, far fewer idiotic jokes, hopefully. Oh, so. come on. I should be in that Hooray! group. Hey, can, I, can I switch? I want to be in Aaron's group. No, no, no. no I meant like I should be there to, to yeah, do the dumb the jokes. Dumb yeah, jokes. yeah, we yeah. need that. We, get, we need that. Um, so, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate having you. Uh, like I said, send us an email. Follow us. Um, Aaron, hit us with it. Tell your friends. Hey guys! Oh, big golfs, huh? Alright. Well, see you later. Good day, sir! You're a... Sir, I said good day! Yeah. See ya. Hasta la vista, baby. This has been the Nothing But Real Reviews and More podcast. A special thanks to Jordan Binder. Yeah. Lingerer, man. Yeah, totally. Linger. Hardcore. Fuck.